to all the wounded healers, the visionaries, helpers, seekers, creatives, and heart-centered deep feelers. Welcome to the show. Prairie Visionary Soul is a weekly roundtable of love for the soul curious. Whether you're a coach or other practitioner or on your own path to healing, with real conversations about everything from mysticism to mindset, from our bodies to spirituality, from relationships, family and career, to connecting with our intuition and navigating tricky identity shifts. This is the place to come together, dig deep, laugh our asses off, heighten our self-awareness, and lift one another up as women, as wounded healers, as potent, courageous, visionary forces for good in our world. I'm Lisa Haddlestead, Master Coach and host of Prairie Visionary Soul, and I am so happy to get to spend this time with you today. Let's dive in. Hey loves, welcome to the show. So this episode is the last episode of season one of Prairie Visionary Soul podcast. I started this podcast as sort of a playful experiment to see if I even liked podcasting. And as it turns out, I kind of do. I really do. And it has just been so gratifying and wonderful to be able to connect with you all in this way and also connect you to some of the amazing women teachers in my life who are just so brilliant and so loving and have so many wonderful things to say. So thank you so very much for all of you who have emailed me or reached out in um, Messenger or texted me to say how much you're loving the show. I've got more for you coming up in season two. And while season two isn't a rebrand, because this podcast is still in its babyhood, in its infancy, it is going to have a focus. I am calling the focus of season two, the art of being true. And you might have to just take this on faith, but it is going to be an amazing season with new guests, possibly some revisits from old guests and solo shows all about finding, recognizing, connecting with our truth. So I'm going to be taking a little hiatus between now and then. I plan to drop the first episode of season two somewhere in mid-April. I will keep you posted in my emails, my subscription emails. So if you're not subscribed already, you can just go to lisahaddlestead.com, scroll down to the bottom and get signed up for them. But be looking for the first episode of season two somewhere mid-April. Speaking of truth and true, that is the topic for today's show. I have some questions for you on truth and some thoughts of my own and something to play with between now and the time we next connect. If you want to 
pause this podcast after the questions, which I'm going to um, be asking in just a moment, and journal on them, do some exploration, and then return to the podcast. Great. If you want to listen to the whole thing all the way through, that's fine too. But I think that we, I think it's possible that we don't really take a lot of time in our lives to think about truth and ask ourselves these questions. And I do think that they're worth asking. So what is truth? How do you define truth? How do you know what's true? And is truth the same thing as a fact? So we tend to think of truth as a good thing, but it also tends to elude universal agreement. And all we need to see that is to compare cultures, compare societies, compare religion, um, religions, excuse me, compare people's opinions, um, hop on social media <laughs> for a while, or watch the news. All these things being offered as truth. And then the next thing completely contradicts the thing before it and says that that's what's true. So around truth versus fact, are they the same thing? I feel like facts are provable for the most part. You know, it just depends on where you are in our thinking, because really, what is reality? <laughs> like, what is factual reality? What is matter? What is material? But we're not going to go there today. So facts are, for the most part, provable. Truth seems to me to be far more subjective. If someone asks us to tell the truth, we can be as careful as possible, to be as honest as possible. We can even give them stone-cold facts only, like what a video camera would record. And if that person doesn't believe us, whatever we say is not going to be the truth to them. And when I was a kid, the catechism that we studied in my family's religion ended almost every posit with, this is most certainly true. I fully admit that I was a bit skeptical about that back then, and even I got in trouble <laughs> for saying so. And obviously, I still am skeptical about it. You know, and what I believe a more correct affirmation would be is, I choose to believe this. Because to me, that's what faith is. It's choosing to believe something, whether or not we have any tangible evidence. And sometimes people think we need a little help believing something they want us to believe. And there is nothing like the threat of a little eternal hellfire to persuade someone to weigh their options very carefully. And not just singling out religion only here. It's all over our culture. If you don't invest belief in this, you'll end up destitute, living in a van by the river, 
end up making a mess of your life, end up losing your family, your friends, your loved ones, end up not getting your dishes as clean as they should be. And everyone, even your children, will utterly disdain you, etc., etc., etc. Who's telling the truth? How do we know? It's possible a more helpful question could be, who seems to really believe in what they're saying? And do I want to explore that concept or rule or whatever it is a little bit more for myself versus is that true? So how do we know what's true? I think... Unless a posited truth can be proven factually and universally, beyond a doubt, we've just got to choose where to invest our belief. And I know for some people, maybe you listening, the thought of that is absolutely freaking maddening because we are so prone to want certainty. And that makes us prone to thinking dichotomously. It's either this or that. It's either true or false. It's either right or wrong. And we're taught, socialized, right, to understand and judge things in those terms. What's put forward far less, I think, as a whole is the concept, the reality of paradox, that two opposing truths can exist at the same time and not cancel one another out. And also relative um, relativity, right? Like some things are true because there are conditions and aren't true when other conditions exist. I'm far more prone to, as you may have noticed, to, to ponder in abstractions and entertain possibilities. And Again, I know for some people to entertain the possibility that something they believe to be true is not universally true and something that they've thought was completely untrue has the possibility of being true. Again, that can be super fucky for us, super maddening for us, right? Totally normal. But by doing just that, entertaining possibilities, it keeps us far more playful. It keeps us from being manipulated by someone else's convictions and intentions into things that might not play well with our essential nature and our truths. And it keeps us out of so damn much judgment. Entertaining possibilities. But I also think that we do need an internal navigational system. So I have a tattoo on my inner right forearm that's a compass needle pointing up to the word true, and then there's a north star on top of the word true. And I got that tattoo because it's a reminder to me that I need to be willing to trust my own internal compass in order to navigate a world where so much is just taught and spoken of as though it's true, where our own fears of doing something wrong or making mistakes or believing the wrong thing or following the wrong advice 
that fear is weaponized and used to manipulate us into investing our trust and alliance with true personal, without true personal discernment, often for someone else's profit or gain. So I have that tattoo for that reason, and also just because I really, really love tattoos. <laughs> but without a connection to that compass within us, that North Star, if, if you like, we can be easily manipulated. I mean, if we have no points of reference and everything can somehow be proven true or proven not true by someone else, and it can, believe me, then we are truly lost. We're fully subject to the whimsy of external sources, right? People, systems, and we had better freaking hope that they have our best interests in mind. And if even if they do have our best interests in mind, what they have in mind can only orient from what they believe are our best interests. They really have no way of knowing. So reclaiming that inner compass is well worth the effort. It's a process. You know, we've been taught to ignore signals from our bodies, ignore intuition, um, ignore our feelings and sensations in our bodies. And instead, we're taught to really rely on someone else who evidently knows what's best for us. Maybe that works for us as children. I think it does, you know, for understandable reasons. But we also tend to carry that training into our adulthood without even realizing it or questioning what we've learned from outer authorities. And like everything else, even that isn't universally always true for anyone. There are people out there who just naturally navigate by that internal compass really easily. Also, I think most of us have had at least one moment in our life where we have just had a knowing about something. Seemingly without any logic to it. And we may have followed it, or we may have overridden it. But when we think back now to that knowing, we can see where it had so much wisdom in it. But ignoring all of that, yeah, it's, it's a pattern for many of us. And we lose our trust in that compass early on in life, and... I think a lot of us don't realize that we can pick it back up and keep practicing until it's, it's particular and potent magic is strong within us again. So this is what I'm going to be unpacking all through season two, the reclaiming of that compass, the, under, the uncovering and the understanding of our personal truth. But for now, here's something to play with. Like I've been saying, most of us navigate almost entirely from external wisdom given to us by somebody else, rules given to us by somebody else, something else, and also almost entirely from our head, from our cognition, 
from our thinking. And for some of you, the what I'm going to offer might feel kind of counterintuitive, and that's okay. Here's the thing, though. Our body has the ability to give us signals that are far more quick and clear than coming to conclusions with our thinking. So, you know, why wouldn't we want to relearn the skill of listening to our body? And I promise you, you can keep it light and playful. It's okay. You're not going to be harmed or um, get into trouble here. (laughs) Let me just be clear about that. So start paying attention to your body. Not just thinking about what you feel in your body, like, oh, I'm feeling angry. And let's say, you know, oh, it feels this way and it feels that way and it's coming from this thought. Like, that is all helpful, but it's still intellectualizing more than I would like you to do with this exercise. And we can't fully separate body from mind, but we can intentionally put our mind on the back burner Take our awareness from that chatter that goes on in our mind and put it into our body. And use that, like create some little experiments. Like when you need to make a choice between two things, what does your body do as you consider each of those two things? And the more realistic in your mind's eye you can make those two things, like, what does it look like? Get it, get the vision really clear in your head, the picture. What does it smell like? Is there a smell? Is there a taste? Is there touch, texture? Anything that can engage our physical sentences or physical senses is going to help. And then as you consider those two things, what does your body do as you consider each thing? And When you have something on your calendar, what does your body do when you see that it's on your calendar? When someone invites you to do something with them, what does your body do when you get that invitation? And you might really need to pay exquisite attention Because some of our body's reactions can be really, really subtle. Others, not as much. Also, remember, if you haven't used this tool much, your body's reactions, your body's messages might feel like super subtle. You might not even notice them at all. Like nothing's happening here. That's okay. It's totally okay. Keep playing. Keep experimenting keep paying attention. And I suggest keeping a little journal of these experiments. See if you can get like 20 entries in that journal before um, season two of this podcast. Don't interpret anything with thought though. Just note it. So it might look like this, decision between eggs or oatmeal for breakfast. Eggs my throat closed up for just a split second. Oatmeal, my mouth watered. That kind of thing. Get to know what your body is saying, or at least like how it's speaking, without judging it or needing to make it mean anything or needing to act on it. 
I mean, you can act on it if you want, you know. But no matter what, here's the other part. Thank your body for offering its guidance. Like, sincerely, I'm not shitting you. Thank it. Because imagine that you've had a lifelong best friend that knows you inside and out, loves you so, so much, unconditionally, no matter what, and wants the best for you. And you've been ignoring that friend for decades in favor of a liar, liar, pants on fire chatterbox who loves drama and bullying you. I'm talking about our thinking here. (laughs) Maybe it's time to rekindle that friendship with the friend that we've been ignoring and just see what happens. And the best way to rekindle a relationship is to listen, take in, just notice, drop the judgment, thank thank it for its input. So, hey, I mean, have fun with this. And I will see you in a couple weeks. Bye, and thanks for a beautiful season one. You've been listening to Prairie Visionary Soul Podcast with Lisa Haddlestead. I'd love to hear about anything that resonates with you from today's or any past show. Join me on Instagram at Lisa underscore Haddlestead to be part of the community conversation or visit me at lisahaddlestead.com to learn more and sign up for my email updates.